0: Hello and welcome to the Travelling Through podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and each week I'm out and about chatting to Londoners and those who love, live and work in this big and glorious city. In this episode, I catch up with Carol Wright in the community garden at Peabody Blackfriars Estate, also known as Peabody Square. Carol has been involved in community gardening for many, many years and we talk about the garden here at the Peabody Estate, the impact gardening has on the community and that it's not just about gardening. We also talk about the impact of the lockdown on the estate and how the community coped all together living in a very confined space. She talks about the involvement of the police as well as black outside and the importance of of inclusivity with the advice that with community engagement it's always important to be aware of who is not talking, whose voice you are not hearing, simply because they feel their voice is not valid in the conversation. It may take longer for those people to come out with an opinion but it is worth waiting for. These are Carol's thoughts on London, the world and life. Hello, this is the Travelling Through podcast and today I am with Carol Wright. Hello, Carol. Hello there. So we've got a rather weird situation because um, my splitter cable they sent me was the wrong type. So we're having to share a little microphone between us, but hopefully this will work.
1: Yeah, I hope so. It <laughs> should be. should be good. should be good.
0: Well, thank you for inviting me to the community garden at uh, Peabody Estate in Blackfriars, is that right? Yeah, so it's
1: got a couple of names. It's Peabody, Blackfriars Estate or Peabody Square. So either way, people some people know it from one name and some up from another name. So, yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah. And and Carol, the first time we met actually was you came to the Travelling Through Bookshop. And I remember you were a, a great, uh, enthusiastic um, eater of our almondies and tea, oh, yeah. I think. Or was it coffee?
1: Yeah, it was tea. It was the herbal tea. I was <laughs> making my way through the herbal tea selection and the almondy. I think the only other place I've eaten almondy as delicious is at the French Institute. Quite rightly, it should be at the French Institute that that happened. But that was only this year, funny enough. Oh, my you know? goodness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> took you a while to find another one. It took one. me quite
1: a while. <laughs> I hadn't made a, a tremendous effort, but, yeah, when you when it comes back to you, you're like, oh, I need to check out the Almondy here, you know, because it should be good quality.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you'd be able to, you were able to find a replacement for the one at Travelling yeah, through, anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a bit of a schlep, though, isn't it? Yeah. It <laughs> is a little bit. From, from... SE1, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, But when we first met, you were actually um, beekeeping.
1: Yes, I was beekeeping at St John's Church, Waterloo, and I see a previous podcast guest of yours um, was the vicar.
0: Indeed he was, yes. Giles Goddard. Yes. yes.
1: So I've given my bees over to a friend Mm -hmm. to look after, to rehome, because they are having uh, £5 million worth of bees. renovations and updates going on at the church so the, the bees have been gone I think these past two three years yeah so yeah and I managed the uh, community garden space there also so the bees are no more with me hmm they're in Greenwich and I have quite a lot to of uh, greenery to to look after now
0: <laughs> so you haven't thought of having bees here I suppose it's too confined a to space maybe or well
1: <clears throat> this is the question people ask me but it is actually very, very enclosed. Um, this community garden here, very residential. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm con- I would be very concerned about placing bees in an environment which is completely surrounded by flats.
2: Yes, yeah, you know, and it enough.
1: is very close. And this, this garden here in, on the Peabody Blackfriars, surrounded by people's flats. And so you want to make sure that the bees are comfortable and safe and that people going through this space also feel safe.
0: Yes, yes you know
1: exactly. that's, that's the thing isn't it
0: mm. um, <laughs> sorry Carol you're, you're just recovering from flu I am not so Covid but
1: no it's not Covid <laughs> definitely not I've tested positive but it, negative I should say negative <laughs> Freudian uh, slip yeah. yeah it's a Freudian slip so yeah the, the the voice is lower than it normally is so I'm, I, I was determined not to uh, cancel again oh
0: thank you so, uh, you've got your soul singing voice on instead
1: I have, I have <laughs> got my deep voice on today
0: um so, we've come into this garden that you, we were just having a little chat before we came on air, as it were, and you were saying that you set up this garden yourself, so you're the initiator of yes, the whole, whole because, place.
1: Yeah, because this is uh, nine years old, and Peabody then had a fund for uh, active residents to apply for, and it was called Make a Difference, and we secured. £15,000 nine years ago to build this garden. Okay. So Peabody's contractors um, built it. So they're Ginkgo mm-hmm. and we have a very good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So they do the grounds maintenance for Peabody. So all the greenery that you mm-hmm. see on Peabody estate and also outdoor play equipment. So this is a new venture for them as of about six, seven years ago. Okay. So they've expanded what they do. But yeah, they built this garden. So great.
0: Yes. And this allowed you to sort of nurture the thing that you really love doing, which is community It's community um, work. I, yeah. love,
1: I love community work. And gardening is one of the many things I do, because to me, it's, it's creativity, mm-hmm. because that's my background is in arts. Right. So to me, this is an, an extension of that. It's okay. just to me, another tool of creativity is, the, is the gardening. It could be an online festival, which has happened in this garden. So yeah, this is another manifestation of what can I do now with myself? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and who does the garden attract in the, in the estate?
1: So this garden has 14 plots. So they're long beds, which are divided. Mm-hmm. There's divisions between each. So it's about three by six. So we
0: have a little walk Yeah, if around? we have a little
1: walk around here. So this plot, the so number one plot, there are fourteen. Number one is the community plot, and that is actually used by um, Arc Globe Academy sixth formers. There are a couple of sixth formers from Arc Globe Academy that come and garden here. Yeah. So that's a really nice to have a local secondary school involved, and then they can see what it is to live on a housing estate and talk to the residents, and it's good work experience for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Then the next plot along is a resident. And the the best way I always find of describing these plots and bearing in mind the connection to travelling through is the cultural heritage of the plot holders. So plot holder number two is Moroccan. Okay. The second, third plot is Jamaican, British. Yeah. The next one uh, along from that is American English. The next one along from that is Ghanaian, Syrian, um, Jamaican. Then we have Moroccan then we have um S- slavic bed there mm-hmm. remembering portuguese <laughs> wow. spanish russian english um portuguese english south african canadian
0: wow so those sp- are the plot the holders yes
1: <laughs> so there's 14 plots and about 220 flat though so, that is some math isn't it yeah so the plots are on a first-come first-served basis okay and only peabody blackfriars residents can have a plot for that reason which makes sense yeah yeah. and it's closed it's a closed garden you have to have a key to enter this Mm -hmm. space
0: and then when everything comes like we've got this bed here we've got yes we've got strawberries here and um and then along this along the edge we should say yes you're growing is it fruit trees we have
1: an espalier orchard which is very exciting. It's about six years old. So we have an Espalier orchard. So what we've got... So um, Ginkgo put this Espalier orchard in Mm -hmm. about five years ago. So it's about three years after the garden was set up. Mm -hmm. We looked at that wall and we saw that it got a lot of light on it. And we said, could we have an orchard then along that wall? And they said, yes, of course. So I can't even remember where we got the funding from. I think they paid for it. And what then happened was... um, they said okay we can fit in three apple trees a plum tree and a nectarine. So that's what's along the wall. My
2: goodness.
1: Then they had, knocking around their yard, because I think that their nursery, they have huge nurseries in Surrey. Yes. They said, we've got a neglected fig tree. This
0: is amazing. And that's
1: it. And that's I had over 200 figs on it last my year. My goodness. That it's so prolific. Lots
0: coming up And again, some coming
1: up now. Yes. It just does its thing. Yes. We just prune it so that people can actually use the bin, which is right beside it. <laughs> And we're just looking to enhance that space. So that's very exciting what's to happen on that side of the garden, Mm -hmm. which backs onto a housing estate on the other side of the wall. You have Mm -hmm. a party wall going on here. It's a project called More Than a Shed. So we're extending the shed. We're knocking down the current shed because it's falling down anyway, so we're helping it out. Yes. And we'll salvage what wood we can, and we will have decking around where the espalier Orchard is and seating, and we will have a a tilted roof, which will have more light coming down on those trees and the wall will possibly be painted white for reflection, Mm -hmm. but that will have decking because the idea is that the shed is a resource center.
0: Right, okay. I said
1: two architects have been working on this since November, 2020. Mm -hmm. Ginkgo have come down and they've given a quote, and we have the landscape architect team at Peabody looking at all the fire regulations and everything which will make this a viable project.
0: Wow, ah, that's very, very exciting, isn't it? <laughs> the sounds of London, ambulance or police I know, I know. It's very
1: good to get this far without a helicopter or engine or ambulance. They it's incredible. Yeah. Estate, it? yeah. It's a very nice day, though, f- though mm, for, yeah. uh, for serenity here. Um, th- that is a very exciting project, and um, and I'm just one of those people who are here to just keep it on track, keep the fellow plot holders involved and informed of what's going on. Yes. And and to get that information out across the estate okay. with the neighbourhoods team, and and we're doing it because it will involve more of the estate as well. We we're really looking at. To just have this garden for 14 households is a bit of a shame, mm, mm-hmm. and it's also a balancing act because it's so quiet in here. It's not like we can have the gates open and people just drift in. Of
0: course, because you've got people. I mean,
1: people's flats
0: overlook. We have pe-
1: to, people's flats overlook, but we also being where we are. This part of London has the most amount of hostels than any other place. And this is historical because we are in Charles Dickens land, as I always call it. We are, yes. So historically, this area has always seen great poverty as well as great wealth. And as a consequence, we have lots of hostels. We have hostels along Blackfriars Road and, yeah, very close by. So if we leave the gates open, Mm -hmm. there's a high likelihood of vandalism and just you, people come in and you can't get them back out. And we have, when the gate's been left open while we're in here, had incidents where people have come in, not often, thankfully, in its nine years, but then people get, you know, through alcohol or drugs, get a bit more aggressive. Mm. And you don't really want to put people in that position. And if people have nurtured these plants and every sink and they've got their tools in here, you don't want people to destroy it, you know? Definitely not, mm-hmm. no.
0: And also, it's a, I'm sure it's a space that um, children come into as well with their parents and yeah, help the, the gardening. Yeah,
1: so we, we, we're going to encourage more of that with the More Than a Shed project, but I think the most dynamic of the projects that are going to happen in here is actually because these beds are falling, to bed, to, um, falling apart, mm. we are proposing that they're actually taken up and okay. halved. Yes. So that will increase the numbers, but then there will still be the adherence to access for wheelchair and buggy use so this might not be the best use of this space so it's a nice time to review that which started last um november okay and so plans are underway to take these beds up again Mm -hmm. save what we can yes but increase the number of beds and the activities in here and looking at the children and the elders as well, estate elders, um, intergenerational activities, things like after school clubs for the children, yeah, Saturday things. morning things. So I'm excited about that. The parents are involved in that planning. And I think that that um, community engagement is really important, that we don't just build things like the raised beds and these big physical structures and not think about the exciting things. Yeah. How do people talk to each other on this estate? Mm. Where do you go to hang out? Yes. And this should be one of those spaces you can hang out and feel safe, and people do feel safe and secure in this space. Sure.
0: And also it's that, that whole um, factor that you've got different cultures growing mm. what they are familiar mm. with, and it's that, that sort of cross-fertilisation or cross, cross-understanding mm. and, and um, uh, knowledge mm. of, of what's... What they're growing because that's what they're familiar with, and whether it grows here, and then being able to introduce new fruits or vegetables to others. So
1: this is the thing about this garden. I think if people are honest, and this is so, there has been some very honest conversations about how are you using the, you know, how what's the what does this mean to you? We we know this kind of well-being aspects of coming here, greenery soil even if you're not gardening just sitting here reading yes. a book or just sitting here just looking at clouds that's absolutely fine or being watched by the garden cat <laughs> um and it really is the garden cat's garden yes um what's <clears throat> a
0: garden cat called
1: zane like zane in one direction okay <laughs> it's a main coon <laughs> Zane's been in here and inspected us already. I would be disappointed if Zane hadn't come in here to find out what's going on in Zane's garden. Um, the birds quickly flew the away. birds Yeah, they, they, they've got the measure of Zane. I quite like, I like the competition. It, it's a no-win for Zane, ever. Um, but it's, it's encouraging people to look at their cultural heritage in these spots. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people are a bit shy to do that. So the idea is that we put together um, a garden programme Yes. Which doesn't just talk about growing in here, but it talks about cultural events as well. Okay. So let's have wassail. We have Turkish food in here. We've had Ethiopian. We've had Ghanaian. We've had Jamaican. We've had things like head massage. We've had one act of Romeo and Juliet in here. We've had illuminations in here. And it's bringing out that creativity. Definitely. And and so that people don't think that, oh, it's just gardening. It's like it's more than that. Mm. It's actually more than gardening, this space.
0: Definitely, because you've got, yes. you think about, you've got you've got food, you've got gardening, you've got food, yes. you've got eating, you've got yes. sitting, and then you've got enjoying yes. and talking and everything. And that's social. just a, a yeah. social engagement, social isn't engagement. it? Social yeah. 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 engagement.
1: And is, this back is back crucial, to. because this actually is 100% social housing estate. Is it? This yeah. is, there's no leaseholder properties on this estate. So there were 20 blocks of flats here, And we have one key worker, block of flats, which overlooks this garden, which is block S. So we have university lecturers. It's really interesting, the demographic Mm -hmm. of this estate. What what we've seen in recent years, and I know other housing association residents have said this, is the higher turnover of residents with six month um, contracts. So Peabody, as with other housing association, are catching up on moving people on quicker. Right. So you've got people who have been here longer, you've got people who've been on this estate 60, 70 years, quite mm-hmm. literally, and then you've got people like me who've been here like 18 years, and then you've got people who've been here a decade. Yes. So we're fine. We're like the fabric of the estate. Yes. But then you have a whole transient set of residents, and it's very noticeable, the difference now.
0: Is it? Yeah, it's it's a big change. And they don't really... Don't really engage, engage,
1: because why why are you going to invest in somewhere that you're going to be moved on? Yeah. You know, for good reason, I hope, in that they get sort of more stable accommodation, and that's Mm -hmm. what you would hope for for them. And so the way that we get those people involved is to have events in the main square. Oh, okay. Because people will attend things more in the main square. But because we're going to have all these changes in the garden... We're now saying right, we will pull the people from the main square to here or do things which go across the estate and we have done that in the past and that's exciting, Yeah, you yeah. know. that We start here, it's almost like a treasure hunt. <laughs> There's a bit of activity in the garden, then it's in the main square, then it's in the back square because that's how the estate breaks down really and it's such a beautiful design because that's what we were talking about we were, when you yeah, stepped so. in here, weren't we, and they're called yellow bricks and Mm -hmm. it's an amazing detail you've kind of got the darker um, reddish yellow bricks and then you've got a light beige stripe across so the detailing is incredible it's it's grade two listed estate Mm -hmm. you know so yeah
0: it's
1: uh, a H.A. Derbyshire that's right and I think that architect worked with Peabody for the first 10 estates um, which were designed so we've got a really lovely arch so we feel very regal Yes, we you do when you want, with Peabody. Yeah, estate. Peabody's older estates, yes. you know, because they're they're huge. I think they're number three in housing providers now. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a difference from when they started 160 years ago. they so yeah. 160 this year, and we did have a good a good event for the 150th of Peabody ten mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Like we had a whole building of activities, face painting, henna painting, 10 cakes. Information about tenants' association. We had people sorting out repairs. We had a vintage ice cream stall at the front. We had music on two floors. Yeah, we went all out. You know, <laughs> we went all out. Yeah, oh, no, well. we, we yeah. like a we like a, a shindig. <laughs> Good. You know, we like that. We like the mashup of the cultures on here. But that's it what port- brings um,
0: people together. Is music particularly and I food. Got to have two.
1: music and food. Yeah. You know, that's how I was brought up in Brixton and Kennington. Yeah, music and food, and it's a very cultural thing. And to have people, you know, now we're getting through COVID and, and there's better treatment and, and, and seeing what's happening from a science point of view, how we can um, now gather. People sharing.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: important.
0: Was that very difficult for, here, for all of you on this estate here during that time of yes, lockdown? Yes, it was,
1: it was very difficult because we knew people had passed away. We had six residents who died on this estate from COVID. And in the first days, how we could tell, yeah, difficulties in households. The first things we noticed that the Peabody's response, of course, was of the the neighbourhood team can't come on the estate for obvious reasons. The, the posters in our notice boards in each block then were childline and domestic violence. Mm. We saw the ambulance and the police coming onto this estate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was very frightening.
0: I can imagine, Yeah,
1: really frightening. And you really understand what it is to be locked down mm-hmm. and the mental impact, the impact on the mental and physical well-being of people. Yes. Very noticeable. Yes. Also, what we also saw was an increase in the police coming onto the estate.
0: What, just checking up. Just coming.
1: August. And it, it got to because I'm from Brixton I grew up in Brixton so I've lived through the uprisings in Brixton and I've I saw the build-up I felt the build-up I saw how the police reacted with swamp 81 and all of that type of policing and it it brought me right back to 81 and the levels the increased levels of policing yes and I was actually stopped on this estate by undercover police asking me to speak to some of the children and young people in the back square where they were hanging out, because Mm -hmm. they weren't at school and university, because lockdown. Yeah, yeah. And I asked who they were, they ID'd themselves, and the young people spoke to me and said, Carol, this has been going on for a month or two, where the police fans are coming in and just circling us, saying things to us. So I immediately, being the history and the heritage of my good self, I said, the information you are to give the police you're being courteous, I saw with my own eyes that they were no, there was no back chat or anything. It was like, here we go again. Mm. And I then alerted parents and guardians, did you know this was going on? To which their answer was no, we, don't, we didn't know. They got involved, we got in touch with the local councillors because we're in St George's ward. We went on to the, online to the police meeting and asked them to be accountable for their actions. Because if you increase the policing, that's going to have a detrimental effect because yeah. it's like being watched. Of course, yes. And with that, residents, some residents also got very... there were racist comments, there were threats of violence to people's children, so really very ugly in a very short space of time, very frightening.
0: But did it bring you as a resident, who, who have particularly been here for a longer time, together more closely as a unit or Uh, did it No actually it
1: it divided us because some of the residents who've been here longer did not want to see people's children in the back square and they're in later up and it's this thing you don't own an estate Mm. you you please understand that you are paying your money there's no leaseholder properties and you still are held accountable for your actions even if you own a property on an estate your behavior you've got a contract and Mm. it tells you about how you're what the code of conduct is yeah. so you're not to be physical or verbally abusive to people so it was reminding people of this very important detail and that spilled over into this garden because what it was is that the playground yeah. and the basketball was locked so some residents who were plot holders decided to bring a paddling pool into the middle of a community garden not once they did it, twice residents, because we have a whatsapp group said mm, It's not a playground and in fact the paddling pool could easily go in a little square in front of the garden because the hose goes all the way out there. So it was a conversation with those residents to say, you know, people just want to come and relax and just not be going on about COVID every minute of the day because it's very stressful. Yes. But you've got a paddling pool in the middle of a, a community garden, which therefore will turn it into a playground.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Very difficult. So I had to have that conversation as the garden manager, a volunteer garden manager, and it was not met very kindly. And then you then you get into a whole level of diplomacy. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah. the thing isn't it it's it, yeah.
0: also um it's defining your spaces isn't it and being very clear in yourself what the space represents yes. for for the estate and yes. for individuals Absolutely. as well as the gardeners and also yes. for, you know for events going forward yeah. that, yeah. it's you know you've kind of got to expectations yeah. exchanged it's a community
1: word. garden yeah. it's mm. not your backyard there's a difference mm. if that's your backyard you're welcome to put a paddling pool in your backyard Yeah, but you live in a communal space this garden is in a communal space it was just tarmac it was a triangular space tarmac which had lain dormant for 20 odd years and now it's been brought back into an amazing space full of biodiversity and orchard that's absolutely fantastic that's ginkgo, that's their Monday thing
0: they're doing their Monday thing in the middle of our podcast well let's see (laughs) that he will go on now, innit?
1: <laughs> How big is the shed? <laughs> yeah, we can go in the shed. We yeah. have to do this Did last I, um, week. I, will Yeah. I'll
0: just... I'll just, I'll, just right, I'll just stop this for a sec. Um, so we had a slight interruption from um, petrol-powered yes. hedge cutters or something. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. So, um, But, Carol, you're you're from from Jamaica originally. No, I'm
1: am a South Londoner. I was born in I'm a South Londoner. I was born in Stockwell. So Were I'm in Lambeth, yeah. Really? I was born in Stockwell. Pioneering Women's Hospital actually. Mm-hmm. Annie McCall. And um, she was one of the first 50 um, women to qualify as a doctor in the UK. Wow. So very pioneering yes. hospital I was born in, which um, was the fir- one of the first places in the UK to train African and Caribbean nurses. Okay. So a huge, huge uh, heritage the... connection to where I was born. And um, she used to live on uh, Clapham Road. I can't okay. remember the address, but I have done research at Lambeth Archives because I'm one of those geeky um, history people <laughs> and I love all of that. So the house where Annie and her partner lived still has the mulberry trees two mulberry trees planted in it mm-hmm. from when she lived there so these mulberry trees are over 150 years old wow
0: because a lot of mulberry trees just don't exist
1: no anymore, no there's
0: a few around there's a few London. we've got one
1: on the other garden i set up brookwood yeah we've got a mulberry tree okay. on there so we yeah we've got some interesting varieties of things like autumn autumn flowering cherry okay awesome. over there and here we've got yeah one cherry tree on this estate so we've got like 40 trees on this estate here
0: okay. and you're, you, were, you were mentioning earlier that your grandparents came from Jamaica yes
1: my, so my maternal right? side is Jamaican mm-hmm. and my paternal side are Ghanaian and never came to this country
0: okay
1: so it's only my father came to this country but they stayed in Ghana yes. and the, 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 on that side agriculturally was they were cocoa farmers my, okay. da- my dad's side and my mum's side had cattle in Jamaica so my mum was from suburban Jamaica from a small town called Chapelton right so yeah so I knew I knew uh, growing up here in South London it, I used to go to the home of my grandparents on the Wyndham Estate in Camberwell mm-hmm. and um, Elmington Estate which is no more they've it reconfigured not? it yeah it's, it's something different now so that no. must have
0: been hard for them coming to a big city like London having been in, mm. in a on an island in and in yes. a country where they had freedom to and yeah. uh, so much countryside and, and outdoor life. Yeah,
1: well it's interesting because I was talking to my mum because I've recently been to Jamaica and she's like, no, we were ne- never countryside people, we were suburban, we were townsfolk. Mm-hmm. So they used to visit other relatives in the countryside, but very rarely, but what they had on the land that they had in the town was the fruit and the cattle. Mm. So my mum grew up raising chickens yes. and goats. So from a young age she was able to take care of, of, her, of the livestock and climb trees yes, yes, and harvest fruit and do foraging. So when I visit my mother now, as she lives in Florida, mm-hmm. she will still go foraging. She will do all sorts of plant ID because it's subtropical climate like Jamaica, so many of the flora and fauna there in Florida. So yeah, it's fascinating to walk about with my mum and of course, when she comes to this country, she gets involved in both Blackfriars and Brookwood Gardens. So yeah, no, incredible, Wow. incredible.
0: So because of your heritage to come, you know, from two different um, Mm -hmm. continents really, or two different parts of the world, is that one of the reasons you set up Black Outside?
1: Black Outside was set up because of the police coming onto this estate. OK. That was, that was the origin. Right. Because it was to be proudly outside. Because once I was stopped in July 2020, it okay. was like, well, where are we supposed to be? Because we are from here. We are okay. from the UK. We are specifically from London and we live here in Southwark and we live on this estate. And so I spoke to the youth when it, it was the height of the police presence. I said, what's, what's your response to this? Because I can see conditions have changed, laws have changed since 81. So what's not going to happen is not going to be no uprisings on this estate. That really not going to happen in COVID. So what's your response? So it was to be a creative response. And the word that they kept on using was rooted Mm-hmm. So I said, right, my background's in art. So shall we work on an artistic response? And the answer was yes. So we had rooted, and I said, my Twitter name is Black Outside, and then it it moved being a single person to a collective.
0: Okay, that's and really that's how it. That's interesting. how
1: that happened.
0: And you and the, the, you spell black B L A K. Yes, without the yes, C, without the C to be
1: yeah to be um, in solidarity. With natives, people in New Zealand, who use that.
0: Oh, do they? I yeah, didn't know they use that
1: spelling. Oh. And so we said, right, that's how we'll do it. And I and I sat with the children and the young people and their parents and guardians, and we then shaped the first Black Outside Festival, mm-hmm. which was which took place in Black History Month. So everything came together
0: in October. In October yes. 2020.
1: Yes. And. Also, speaking to artist Rachel Pym about plants and their origins, so that's when we put a a call out to plant nurseries Mm -hmm. and had donations from about 20 plant nurseries across London for a plant sale. Then I spoke to Alice Vinson, who who curates um, the house plant festival Mm -hmm. at the Garden Museum, and I've been connected to the Garden Museum for. Maybe 12, 13 years. Okay, which is Trip by... Trip Lambeth Palace, yes. right next door to Lambeth Palace. Next,
0: next, bar, next door to the Archbishop. Arch,
1: that's <laughs> right, the residency there, but also my favourite bridge, Lambeth. Yes. Because it's my birth borough oh, as well. Oh,
0: okay, and Archbishop's Park, which Archbishop's is a lovely, lovely park. lovely park, and that's space, Helen
1: Lee's it? doing good work. I used to work down there with Helen. Did you? Yeah, yeah so we're, it's very small, we all know each other, mm. basically. Um, and I was like, okay, I went to Alice. Who lives in Brixton very close to my family home and Alice said yes I will give you a stall mm-hmm. to sell plants for charities you Brilliant. can do what you like if that stall and this will be the third year that Black Outside has a charity stall at the Garden Museum
0: okay because I noticed I had a quick look on online before coming to see you and I saw that last year that the uh, theme of Black Outside was very much about resilience. Yes, yes, and creative
1: resilience, very you, important. Yeah, and you were yeah. also
0: um, referring to Angela Davis. Yes,
1: we had the jigsaw pieces. That was very exciting. Yes. That reminded me very much of being at art, at art school. We've had so many critiques. I have never drawn so much in art school days because you just take it as a given that people will know about jigsaws. Mm-hmm. But then you have to remember, I'm, I'm an older generation you know and so i'm working with creatives who are maybe half my age so they haven't grown up playing the games yes. or being outside the same as i have because yes. we literally had no fear of postcode wars or anything like that and the word ends you know my is we could go to east london we could go southwest nine southwest two my generation 70s 80s kids it was like the late 80s everything started to change right. and i've seen it here in SE1 where, where youth club participants will not go from a Southwark youth club to the affiliate in Lambeth. And we're talking goodness. 10 minutes
0: walk. But why, why is that? The fear? fear.
1: Yeah. fear. fear and real being... threats of violence, actual really? threats of violence and gangs and country lines. So we have these conversations with youth workers and the police and, you know, we've lost a lot of services between Lambeth and Southwark and it's very noticeable. And this is one of the things why COVID impacted so hard mm. because the resources were withdrawn and then to be trapped yes. with families who you don't really see is a lot. It was a lot. And so some of those views came together with my, myself yes. and the creators we called on and put on the festival. So I'll be having a conversation later this week about the third iteration of the Black Outside Festival. And it changes every time, and I think that's important. So it could be that it's not even in this country. It doesn't have to be in this country. Mm-hmm. We can do things online. Mm-hmm. The element that's really popular is that plant sale. Mm-hmm. And we changed that up because it's more about seed swap mm-hmm. and propagation. Yeah. So if we can really focus on the skill. Yeah. So on the stall at the Garden Museum this year, we'll have a whole table which is just merely about swapping, not selling, but just swapping. Whoops! My own mother.
0: Hello, mum. <laughs> she must know she's you're like, there. She's escaped. <laughs> she's
1: escaped from her <laughs> flat. She should be there with her <laughs> Lemsip or whatever she's drinking. Um, so yeah. Fantastic. It's, it's, so that so will October, happen. It will happen. It will happen in October. Yeah. And I'll see Alice Vincent.
0: Yes. About and, that. And do you think? Uh, are you proposing um, a theme for this year? Well, oh, I'm 20, not 22? sure. I think when I
1: have the conversation with the youth, if they feel that it needs a, a theme this year, then mm-hmm. something will, will happen. Yeah. But I like not knowing as well. Yes. I think there's something very exciting about not being sure all the time of what's going to happen.
0: Because you know? then creativ- creativity is can be very spontaneous yes. as a result of that. And
1: it? I think so much of what we do is dictated to us or there's like still we have still COVID situation going on it's just you know got better medication and everything that we have we are mindful of that so yeah anything that's that can bring spontaneity and freshen the thing up i'm i'm for that Mm -hmm. and also it's about for me now about passing on the skills that i've i've accrued in these 32 years of doing community work if i can support Next generation of creatives. Yeah, I'll I will do that, and so we'll look, probably look at audio as well this year. Yeah, there's lots of possibilities sure. of what can what can happen with the festival this year.
0: Oh, well, keep us posted. I'll, we'll I'll, I'll make sure that for the podcasters that the website addresses yeah, is shown be so great. people can keep an eye on it because I, yes. s- I see that it's you've got everything that happened in 2021 and yes. 2022
1: is this hasn't even started it, it anticipation starts, that's of a it. blank space <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it, it things are starting next week so okay. conversations have happened contracts have been signed mm-hmm. um so yeah and and we've said no I think we're very good now having the two years of experience of black outside we are just very mindful of of self-care mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it's very easy to say yes to things and overcommit. yes and b- b- being very me as an individual and when i'm working collectively to say can we really do that and can we do it well and if the answer is no we shouldn't do it
2: yeah,
1: yeah. you know so this and week it's... i get to be at kew gardens and yes. talk about this garden during lockdown mm-hmm. so yeah it's given me a good pause for thought and I think also to build in reflection I think there's not enough time is there no. because you're just racing to do the next thing and I don't think that's beneficial to you and I think it's time to really have a look and be reflective on what these past two years have meant as me as a resident me as a creative working on black outside and individually. Yeah, so I, it's yes. time for me to just pause and reflect. And I think that that's the impact of going to Jamaica.
0: Okay. And definitely. staying in the
1: mountains ah. and just being like, you don't have to race. Who are you racing against? You're racing against yourself. It's the same as when I was on the TA, so much was done and I knew the cutoff point. Mm-hmm. I knew four years was good. <laughs> because I, I just came home from Florida and I thought it's a playground done the parking we've done more trees time to just chill that so was it ta
0: for those who may not know what that is tenants association there you go tenants yes And
1: tenants so, association yeah. and people still come up to me and talk to me about um repairs mm-hmm. till this day <laughs> last week <laughs> if will i wouldn't always be I part, of it, always be part of it but i think that's also about that's kind of a level of respect as well mm-hmm. so i don't it's less now Yes. and I'm just like you do remember but I don't have to say that even if there's something I know there's a quick answer I will answer you yeah, yeah, yeah and that's good it's always good to be helpful and neighbourly
0: isn't it yeah definitely so coming back to the, the garden again <coughs> at, because of the impact this garden has had and also you know how it's just flourishing. i mean it's spring so it's just yeah. starting to come up come yeah. up come about so some blossoms of hyacinths here and yeah um i forget the name of this this plant the pink one it's like a heart-shaped answer. yeah like a bleeding, that a bleeding heart, heart? So that's yeah right? it's yeah. a bleeding
1: heart gorgeous gorgeous yes. plants
0: has the has the impact of this been felt on a wider scale in the uk that other housing as- associations and estates thinking of oh. doing something similar
1: well or, i think the, the when I started to do estate community gardens which was 15 years ago it's a different time it's actually politically very different landscape to do these type of projects on housing estate, and particularly since COVID, COVID mm. it's like yes let's see where we can put a community garden I think what needs to be looked at is who is in charge of those projects who's leading on those projects And that's what I'll be talking about at Q. So you'll get a little preview. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think it's not people who look like me. It's not black or brown people who are leading these projects. And I think that this needs to really be addressed. And so when you have, like, uh, Instagram accounts called Decolonise the Garden, those are the subjects they're looking at. Who's going into horticulture and agriculture? Who is leading on these community garden projects? And then you have um, uh, organisations like Land in Our Name. So they were here in this garden. We were talking about cultural heritage and reparations when it comes to land and and those type of politics, really important. And I think the big shake up in the uh, horticultural Royal Horticultural Society was a letter that I was a part of with Alice Vinson and Jane Perone and in our name, and a whole other set of people saying, look at the training, mm-hmm. look at the funding of those courses, who's going on to those courses? Because people are at a disadvantage. They have no access to the funding. There's also a, a cultural block. Mm. If you do these type of work around gardening, it's seen as your your parents who came, you know, Indian subcontinent, Africa, Caribbean, are like, mm, that's not really a good profession to go into. So, and when you get into there, people will treat you terrible. Mm. And I've got many a story of not good treatment from people. But, you know, yeah, I think these conversations need to continue and are. So yes. I think it's what we see in five, ten years' time. Okay. We'll see the impact of Black Lives Matter and Covid. Let's see where this is going to take Mm -hmm. the next generation of gardeners and horticulturists and landscape architects. Very important in these professions. Anything about land, actually. And I know there are black pig farmers. There are people growing native crops in the UK. And I know there are crops of okra. So the food I grew up on would be like green banana, okra, um, yams, Mm -hmm. okra. There are strains of those, there are seeds now which you can grow in this country. And that you don't have to have a greenhouse or a polytunnel. (laughs) So it's really interesting the development of those were on its way, but now people are really taking it into account. What do I need to do Mm. to nourish myself physically, emotionally? And I'm I'm excited about the generation that are coming up, Mm. what they're saying, what they're doing. You know, so there's projects like Black Roots in Wolf Lane, mm-hmm. which is up in Haringey, and they've had some funding to look at black gardening and and peri-urban spaces. So I'll be going there I think this weekend to mm-hmm. hear what people say Brilliant. about that's that. That's great, Carol. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: that's that's it, it's sowing the seed, isn't it? And mm-hmm. being almost like this is the a springboard to mm-hmm. to um hopefully encourage others, at, yeah. as a, at least as a starting point, yes. to see whether they're interested. Because it's yes. not for everyone, that's for no, sure. No, not. Totally everybody not. likes to get their no. hands dirty in no. the mud. And
1: no, you're, you're, and you're I think that's monster. the important thing. Community gardening isn't actually, most of the time, about gardening. And this is, this is what I say to people. Um, if you want to come and sit and your conversation supports somebody while they're doing some physical gardening, absolutely fine. Mm. Not everybody people do many things are you good at fundraising you good at designing the posters can you do some watering if somebody's on holiday or they're in a hospital or whatever busyness is happening in their life that's as valid as whoever puts their hand in the soil Mm, mm -hmm. and that's getting that across yeah yeah because I'm working on a, a community garden project which I'm refusing to call a community garden project at the moment because it's not about the garden Yes. It's like when you're when I was talking to the architects, I said, "Do you know, you're doing this shed project, but you know it's not really about the shed. It's about the conversations around it. Yeah. It's what supports it. That's the foundational work. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the problem when you do a capital spend project. You know, you, you, you give money to build something. There's the physical structure. Here's the raised beds. But it's like, well, it's around the raised beds who's the person, people nurturing those plants mm. because that's as important if not more important because it's the conversations i've heard in this garden between people who would have no knowledge of who lives in the back square yeah. or in the middle square and i think that that's what we saw during covid who lives on the estate You've yes. got a real reflection of who lives here because you never get to see your neighbours most of the time. Because You're they're all busy running up, around. Running around, running. children going to clubs, children go yeah. to school, nursery, wherever, shopping. And then it was like, oh, you live here. And this garden had one of the best garden days during COVID because people came and it was just like, people, hand sanitizers. we've got masks, we've got distancing. And half the, more than half the plot holders came out to tidy this garden. Right. The best, the best garden day. Yeah
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well done, Carol. That's <laughs> great. That's great, and it's, and also it's it's just great for plants because plants will grow anyway with yeah. a lot of tending or no yeah. tending. They, That's right. They have they have a strength and a resilience all yes. by themselves. Yes. It doesn't always need us. No. And, and, um, no. And I think, as you were saying, sometimes just sitting here and watching somebody yeah. garden is in itself um,
1: uh, good for your mental health isn't it? Yeah just sitting here just getting out because these flats aren't that big yes. and to come out and you know we're in a very built up area of London we have you know in the space of less than 10 years we suddenly have a Pret, a Starbucks a Tesco's yeah. Express, a Sainsbury's a duh, duh duh luxury dry cleaners and a big tower block opposite us all of this was not here yeah. when I came 18 years ago And in the past five years, all of this has come. We've lost the local corner shop. And that's where people would would drop off their garden, annual garden fee, which is £5 to buy tea and biscuits, literally to buy tea and biscuits. Mm -hmm. You know, because we've got a couple of urns in the shed. Mm -hmm. So to lose that, it's just, yeah. That's
0: such a shame, isn't it? Yeah, it is when say for example the figs are ripe and the apples and the pears or and the is it pears as well you have yeah here? we got pears we got um, we got plum. what do you do with all the fruit people make people harv- harvest harvest you... them yeah
1: people harvest them when they're ready so and rather do you than it us, around or how they just it... come and take it yeah they literally come and take the nectaries off and eat them yeah they run it under the tap and eat it ready just in. like that
2: yeah That's if they have a
1: skill right? to do jam good luck to them <laughs> i have the skill to do jam you know um but yeah but we'll look at that. I think it's those things we'll look at because we know the other community gardens that have got produce yes. in which we could sort of barter with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can get, like, jam. But the difficulty with that is you don't want to impose on people because this is a social housing estate, so you're just always being mindful. Is this something that where we could get funds to hire a space, Queensborough Community Centre, which is off the Southwark Bridge Road, which is a bit... Bright. minutes Mm walk or Blackfire Settlement which have got kitchens where we could do that okay and a community space of course so that's what we're
0: going into one person's yeah this is what we try to avoid you know we've
1: done that we've done art projects where a lot of it's based on cooking which has been tremendous and we've just hired the kitchen which is catering level kitchen at and it was fantastic so, and oftentimes people do it in their kitchen, but again, we're looking at, now we're in, still in COVID, we have to look at the well-being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of who's preparing it, who's going to eat it. And we have done that actually on here where we've had the things parceled up, Okay. really important. Yeah. You know, And we've seen that the persons wore the mask in their home and this and that. So we work round and that's what we did with the garden in lockdown. We went on, I went on to the allotment associations, National Allotment Association website, because nothing was coming out quickly out of Southwark Council. So we said, right, these are the rules and regs. Only your household in the garden. If you see other people in here, leave them. Mm-hmm. Only one household in the garden, watering, hand sanitizers, everything was in here, you know. Um, so your friends and family were not allowed into this garden. Mm, mm-hmm. So we had people trying to, trying and not listen, and people were just very good at saying, you know, it's for, because we don't want the garden locked. No, we don't want the garden we want locked. To keep it still. Yeah, we want to you to come in here and enjoy it. Yeah, but yeah. you don't bring in a paddling pool. That's a bit much. Now. <laughs> that was too much. Yeah. <laughs> so the
0: other thing I, I saw with the black outside, um, it's about inclusivity and it's also you termed it i've got to try to remember the acronym now so it was called it was QT lg
1: LGBTQ plus queer trans queer trans, trans. I'm, I'm referring to my own website
0: queer trans oh, i tried to remember queer trans what is intersex
1: okay. intersex um because it's a black lot of, indigenous yes. people of color yep yes
0: and so that's that was a that was actually a new Acronym for me to, yes. uh, to remember, and also, and uh, is that something that is widely uh, acknowledged as an acronym, or is that something that Yes, this is this is this t- is
1: very much um, acknowledged. So what I'm doing, because I cannot remember where we have put all of that, <laughs> I'm looking at Angela Davis. I'm looking at the creative resilience. Yes, that's who I'm. I'm mixed with. Those are the communities I'm mixed with. LGBTQ plus a and BPOC, so it's very important to say to people, um, yeah. See, following talks with youth and children, their parents, we came up with the theme rooted for three day festival, which included a three day charity plant sale, creative workshops, and online webinars. Yeah. So that was 2020. Um, yes, because again, it's inclusivity. Whose yeah. voice is not normally given a platform? Yes. Yeah. Because the Black Outside logo, which I love to death, was mm-hmm. done by Black Moody Boy. Okay. Or, and that's an acronym. That's um, Ornella Osprey, who is Afro-Latinx, okay. transgender. Amazing, incredible artist. And it was a three-hour conversation about living on this estate. And we got an incredible logo for Black Outside, yes, which was the kind of the arch yep. with people watering and it was based around this garden. But I loved the way, and everybody loved the way it spread out across the estate. It was like identifiable as the classic Peabody Arch. Yes, yes. With diverse people living on the estate doing gardening. Brilliant. It's very much a collective experience and people mm-hmm. like climbing up rose bushes and things like this. And it just looks so organic and very powerful to say. Don't care what your background is. Mm. Don't care if you've got money, middle class, this, that, the other. We're coming together to do this thing.
2: Yeah.
1: And that is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And you will treat each other with respect while you're doing that thing. And mm-hmm. hopefully that will permeate as you walk through this estate, as you, as you just carry on your day-to-day.
2: Yes, yeah. Because this
1: yeah. is very important, that people feel safe. And it was important that we created a safe space here mm. in the garden, that people could come in here, get their plants, relax, talk to residents, talk to each other, Yeah. so we had a whole mix of people because yeah. it just caught a light on Instagram and people were like like Alice Fowler, so the gardening community, people who write the books and all of this were like yep, yeah, we're going down here, big following still, Goldsmiths, Goldsmiths students and lecturers So it's interesting, even though visibly it looks quiet in the background, people are having those conversations with myself and the other black outside, what are you doing this year? It's like, well, we're doing this. We're working up in Essex. Mm -hmm. So I've been talking about the Essex project this morning. So we're working with a children's contact centre. But for here, in June, I think it's June the 6th or 7th, We're part of Open Garden Squares weekend for the first time in three years. Oh, great. So we, for five, I think five, six years we were involved, then had a a stop because of COVID. Yes, yes. And they asked us last year, we thought, well, we're knackered because we've done black outside and we have to be thinking on, we have to look after ourselves. So we're back opening this garden, but so as not to expand too much energy this year doing different, different things. We're also looking to see if we can do something about the 160th birthday of Peabody. Mm Just a little little craft thing, maybe. Is that, yeah. when's
0: that? Is that this? That's this year. This year, gosh.
1: Yes, already this uh, housing association's one hundred and sixty years old, mm. so we're going to see if we can combine having the garden open with a few stalls outside of the garden, so we don't have like a bottleneck in here. Mm. Little plant cells, seed swap, mm. and that's it. Then we can recover for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> because so the, that P- takes a the lot.
0: Peabody Trust. I mean, the buildings are certainly across London. Yeah. But are they also across the UK? They've gone, they've
1: expanded because Peabody's had about six, seven mergers in the past 15 years. Okay, so they now go down to Brighton, they go to the Midlands, Mm. they're in Essex because they merged. I think the big difference was when they took on Thamesmead
0: okay
1: and that's I think that goes across um three authorities right that up there Greenwich Bexley I can't remember the other one so that's huge mm. that's mm. like got a budget of the arts alone 3.5 million right so mm. we keep in touch and have those conversations what they up to yeah because a lot of those officers people the officers have worked on these inner London estates. so that's a nice to keep that connection warm yeah and we'll go to Thamesmead and check them out and then say we want exactly the same but a smaller scale. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like competition. Oi! Oh, no, you've got trillions of pounds being spent on you. We, we just need isn't new benches. It, on. Yeah. It's
0: uh, all relative, isn't it, is it? It is all very relative. <laughs> I'm, actually, I have to say, I am very uh, excited to see the shed as it is. I know it's not going to be the shed. Oh, for no, the, much the shed there. is fantastic. Yeah. You have to see the shed. Okay, let's go.
1: I've scared them off, haven't I? Be mindful, this is very slippy here. <coughs> Very sneaky. There's a little photograph and a little comment going to the estate manager.
0: Oh wow, look at this. Yeah, it this is, it's incredible. like a greenhouse.
1: Yeah, no, this is incredible.
0: This is, oh, this is really this is lovely. lovely. When Important. you said, show, I thought the whole thing... Oh no, this I've is got amazing. i a that's falling down totally, but this is yeah, really this is, great. Yeah, this is, this is lovely. To stand
1: here, and these plants are propagated from the plant sales, by the way.
0: So okay. we've had summer
1: donations, so all of these ones are propagations.
0: These are like the kind of cacti, what do they call these yeah, again? Yeah, these, um, these
1: succulents, succulents here, they're beautiful right. and we've got cacti on this side, I was just looking at this one. Yeah. That one I need to take up to my flat because it will not like the shed, it's too cold.
0: Use a bit TLC.
1: Yeah, and I can see which, which ones the slugs like to eat as well, because <laughs> they're too naughty.
0: But yeah, this Spider-tans. one's from Alice What's,
1: Vincent actually, I went okay. up to What's her this flat. One? And this is a Forsythia. Oh,
0: lovely. And incredible. Lovely yellow,
1: blue Yeah, it, look, it. it loved the shed. It wasn't yeah. looking like this when I put it in Was here it on not? Friday, <laughs> but now it loves it. Yeah, it's very overcast today because normal, that scaffolding is. But yeah, look at all of these. The old, these um, are all propagations. Look at them, they're beautiful. They're the old uh,
0: spider plants. Yeah, they? 1970s they plant,
1: yeah, 60s, plant, I'll call them. What do you call them? I call them the 60s and 70s plant. They just type <laughs> a thing my grandparents would have had in their house. <laughs> Bird of Paradise. That oh, also lovely. needs to go up and be repotted because it hates it, the cold. Yeah. It gets That's caught to a really stage. thick. really um, yeah.
0: thick leaves and stems. I too. need to
1: take it up, cut off the ones that are getting brown and split it because there are actually two
0: mm-hmm.
1: plants in there. You see, I think there's three. Oh, yeah, me. there you are see three. The three yeah. of yeah. So I'll split that into yeah. three. I've got bigger pots out there somewhere, split them.
0: That's brilliant. So but, yeah, so
1: this is the little haven. This is the haven within the haven actually, this shed. And here's where all the, the tools are kept. In okay, locked away. And that's also the tables and the tea urns and the fold down chairs. So that's all our that entertainment, crafty things are in there.
0: And do you yeah. get the sun, does it come round? Yeah, it does actually, summer,
1: yeah, yeah. It? yeah. But it, come, it this is very, this is very uh, overcast today because normally yeah. the sun would be here okay. It gets to here.
0: You've got some scaffolding out
1: there. <coughs> that's not helping it. That's really not helping. Yet again, scaffolding. Um, in that plot there, that's actually my plot. That's oh, let's um, go outside and have a look at your plot kiwi. then. My
0: plot is You've got kiwi plants? Yes, I have kiwi. You know what? I didn't know till until very recently that kiwi plants and fruit grow here too. I oh, didn't yeah. think
1: we were capable. Well, we, had tr- we had a banana um, plant on the neighbouring estate oh, wow. with actual fingers of banana because... What, um, what this is, is a heat sink. Mm-hmm. This part of London, Zone One. Um, so we come under South Bank. Mm-hmm. Very hot. So a few degrees hotter than other parts because we're in the middle. Yes. We have the tall buildings with the glass. Yes. Mainly tarmac and concrete. Makes a whole heap of difference to the growing temperature yeah, here. Almost
0: like a microclimate. Mm, We've
1: got here. a microclimate here. Yeah. So this is the Kiwi. Okay. Which mm-hmm. excites me because. I've cut it back over the years, it normally lives over the roof of the shed, it normally goes that way. Oh, that's I mean, I've such trained such it to very, form an arch. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they love that soil, yeah. it's going to break their heart when we have to pull this garden up. And I think that that is the important thing to say to the neighbourhood team at Peabody, it's not the right time to redo the garden in spring. <laughs> And people are not taking notice this season, so you just have a little gentle reminder. You will kill off all these plants if you start digging them up when they're budding.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because I'm looking at the flowers on on uh, on the aronia berries. I think there are like three or four different plants in this plot, which really are hedging plants. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that they grow up so tall and yeah. they shade what's underneath them.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And then at the side, this is like the container garden. Ah, I love the yeah, container yeah. garden. So you've got the strawberries there, yeah. you've got geraniums, you've got rosemary, you've got wildflowers yeah. in there, you've got an apple tree. There's actually, in that black bag, that's an apple tree is which I really? grafted oh, in Brixton Orchard, which we can put in the orchard over there, actually.
0: Is this parsley here growing? That
1: um, nice. No, that's, that's herb, Robert okay so yeah this geranium look at that what's geranium. herb robert it's a little herb nice little pink flowers where are oh, you yes yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah it's herb robert and okay. i think there's over here look see them oh, this yeah. is like herb robert that one
0: so can you cook with that
1: uh or no it's story? an ornamental but it's good for yeah. the wildlife in it yeah it's good for little bees or hoverflies, mm-hmm. things like that.
0: I love that you've just used old pallets to, to yeah, things up. Yeah, a vertical um, garden. Yeah, and it's
1: to give people idea. And these were done with corporate volunteers from some business in Southbank. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important if, if, if a local organisation, like um, the bid, Southbank bid. Yes. So we have some corporates who would like to do a garden day that we say, OK, we've got some things that need building yeah and that's how these came about wow. so they provided the pallets
0: okay yes because they've got the big garden on top of um, Queen Elizabeth Hall Is it that's Elizabeth right Hall? yes yeah yes that's, a, that's amazing garden yeah. as well isn't
1: it we knew the gardener I think the gardener came here actually okay yeah we we say to people come visit us yeah, yeah. you know we've had to stop because of Covid but when yes. we start to get back up into it it's like come visit us see what we're about but you can see the land. You see, this is the interesting thing about this land. Look how it dips. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So. You could
1: just see by the way the bed is built. Yep. It's just undulating. It's, yeah. it's really quite interesting, this ground in South Bank. It's part of SE1, dipping up and down yeah, because this cool. is the place of tanneries, isn't it? And tin oh, factories and prisons yeah. and all of this business. Yeah. So yeah, never even, it never <laughs> even. And it's really funny when you spend a day just going around this garden, you just see the miles you can do mm. round and round and up and down. And it really is the up and down, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, incredible.
1: Yeah, it's an, it's an amazing space.
0: So, Carol, what is your what is your goal for 2022? Rest and
1: reflection. OK, I think these are the important things, the self care, mm-hmm and just a slower pace that takes into account a lot has been done yeah. in the time of living on here and prior to living here so now it's time to just look and say well this is what I now do for the next five years okay and these are the garden that need my attention and mm-hmm. it's definitely this one yes and Brookwood but that i'm not at the center of it i'm just in the background pottering that's that's my lovely idea of myself <laughs> where's I'm just the bro-
0: where's the brookwood, brookwood garden? is
1: at the junction of lancaster and weber street so it's literally across blackfriars road so okay. if i was to walk out of this garden i'd cross over the traffic lights go ahead that's brookwood okay and that was commissioned by tate modern right
0: and is that as big a garden as this twice so the size oh wow so it's, it's twice the size space, and
1: it's open access Okay. As well. So more as well. challenges. As, as more a challenges, yeah. and it has actually got funding to become a forest garden.
2: Hmm, that'll which be really is interesting. Exciting. Yes. Yeah.
1: And again, like here, we have to say, what can we realistically do in spring and summer? Is that an autumn project? And the answer is yes. The people involved in that really have quite a lot do, dealing with. The garden's fine. It's mm. going nowhere. <laughs> As my friend Denise's garden's not going anywhere, is it, and I'm like, nah, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think the main, also one of the things is, is that you're nurturing the community to continue yes. to enjoy these gardens. Yes,
1: I think it's important, so, the different voices in these spaces is incredibly important. Keep and it I, sustainably. Keep it sustainably, but also the selection marsh. of plants and bringing their stories into the space. And I think that that's what's missing from a lot of the community gardens mm-hmm. because you could easily have someone like me come and say this, 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 this. Yes. And that would, thats what happened with Brookwood, 15 years ago. That can't happen now. Mm. It shouldn't. It does still. Yeah. But it shouldn't.
0: Yeah. It needs to be a more democratic. So it needs has to a be voice. democratic. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then and then you, people. People buy into the whole project if they're yeah, not they, they, heard. Say, it? it's yeah, say. yeah, it's a say.
1: It's a say. It's proper community engagement. Yeah. You, you have to yeah. think yeah. who is not talking. That's the important thing. Whose voice are you not hearing? Yes. Because they don't feel that their voice is valid in the conversation. Yeah. And, and it takes longer to get those people to come out with an opinion, but it is worth waiting for. Yeah.
0: yeah Yeah, normally they come up with a with that uh, light bulb
1: yes you and you do need to listen and there'll be things you don't want to hear but you still have to hear it of course and it's important yeah so I like the longer listening phase Mm -hmm. so we'll start the longer listening phase in April for that project okay Uh, we know who the forest garden expert is yes and we know who else needs to come into that project and so we're gathering quotes okay. because it comes down to how much are you going to charge? And that looks like ginkgo coming back. Yes, oh, I think I told 20 you.
0: minutes are up. Yeah, but and that's good longer, though. So. Yeah, well, that's Carol, uh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for no uh, giving me uh, your time, and no. especially when you're recovering from um, flu, um, to bring me into this lovely space. It's, no it's a very peaceful, quiet space, isn't yes. it? It's great. And uh, even though it's, it's just the very start of spring, you can see it's got so much potential. On this, uh, yeah little hints of colour everywhere yeah, as no, well it's very exciting yeah, yeah. it's really exciting uh, good luck with this year's project of uh, re regeneration and yeah, regenerating it's a regeneration project and the, and the, sh- and the um, more than a shed project yeah. as well that'll be fantastic yes. I'll, and I'll definitely come back and see how you yeah, progress should, with
1: that yeah that should be the end of this year I should imagine that that will be built and these will be taken up
0: so if anybody wants to follow what you're doing and the listeners
1: go on to uh at Black Outside on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's um, B L
0: A K. B L A
1: K underscore outside mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram or the web- website blackoutside.org. Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah. And you can find out what's happening there. Yep. Thanks definitely. again, Carol. Thank that's you. Brilliant. So, to all you podcast listeners, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation and you've been inspired. I certainly have. Um, if you have, please do share with your friends. Please give us a rating and a review. It's great for the podcast to get these ratings and reviews so that my lovely podcast guests, their, their voices are heard across the world as they slowly are. We're nearly, we've nearly reached 4,000 downloads, which is amazing in two years. And of course, subscribe when you have the moment. That would be fantastic. In the meantime, have a great rest of the week. There'll be another podcast coming out next week. But for now, take care and thanks for listening. <laughs>